Chapter Sixteen of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Wimfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Sixteen: The First Day on Pine Island. Can anybody tell me where the um, looking glass is? It was William Philander Tubbs who asked the question. He stood in the middle of one of the tents, gazing helplessly about him beastly way to live really now it is he continued how is a fellow to arrange his toilet without a glass better run down to the lake and look into the water suggested sam who occupied a cot in the tent look into the water beastly murmured tubbs really now this isn't like home is it he continued it suits me well enough went on sam leaping up and beginning to dress you'll get used to it before long never my dear boy never as tubbs spoke he began to put on his coat but failed to get either of his hands further than the elbows of the sleeves what's the matter with this coat he ejaculated well i declare what's up now asked another cadet somebody has gone and sewed up the sleeves there was a roar of laughter at this mustn't mind a little thing like that said sam and he sat down on the edge of his cot to put on his shoes great scott what's this he had forced his foot into one shoe and now withdrew it covered with soft soap ha ha roared tubbs rather fancy the laugh is on you now rover that's a fact muttered sam and began to clean out the shoe as quickly as he could several other small jokes had been played showing that the cadets were tuning up as major larry expressed it i guess i'll have my hands full before the week is out he said to dick in private keeping order will be no fool of a job well you must remember that you like to have your fling too when you were a private major answered the captain of company a the cooking detail were already preparing breakfast and the aroma of hot coffee floated throughout the camp immediately after roll-call breakfast was served of fruit fish eggs bread and coffee and the cadets pitched in with a will gives one an appetite to live out in the open said lieutenant tom as if you didn't carry your appetite with you wherever you go grinned sam silence private rover or i'll fine you half a day's pay flung back tom with a similar grin my but we are some pumpkins went on sam squaring his shoulders wonder how soon we'll get to be a general perhaps at the next general election suggested george granbury lieutenant granbury is fined a peanut for punning said tom severely don't do it again and the fine will be remitted that's a fine way to do murmured george and then sam shied a tin plate at him as soon as the meal was over there was a drill lasting half an hour and then the cadets were permitted to do as they pleased until noon some went boating some fishing while others took a swim or simply knocked about as sam expressed it i shouldn't mind a swim said tom who will go in with me a dozen cadets were willing including dick larry and fred garrison as it was off time larry even though major did not feel it necessary to stand on his dignity 
i'm just going to be as i've always been he told the others if i can't be that i don't want to be major several tents had been erected close to the water's edge where the cadets might undress and don their bathing suits tom was the first ready and with a run he plunged into the lake head first it's glorious he shouted as he came up and shook the water from his head worth a dollar a minute come on in and they came one after another without loss of more time the water was slightly cool but the students of putnam hall were required to take cold baths weekly so they did not mind the temperature laughing and shouting gleefully they dove around in all directions and then tom suggested a race just the thing said another cadet where shall we race to over to yonder rock and back answered tom line up everybody a stale biscuit to the winner and a sour cream puff for the last man all ready there was a pause start yelled tom and made a wild splash that sent the water flying in all directions a race a race shouted one of the students on the shore and his cry soon brought a score or more of the others to the spot i think tom rover will win that race i'll bet on major larry fred garrison is ahead he's the best swimmer in the school he can't swim as well as dick rover i'll bet jackson wins came from lou flapp who was in the crowd on the beach jackson it will be remembered was one of his particular cronies jackson can't swim against dick rover came from songbird powell who had hardly spoken to flapp since the row at mike sherry's resort i'll bet you a dollar he beats rover replied the tall boy in a low tone i don't bet flapp you're afraid to bet sneered the tall boy this statement angered powell and he quickly dove into his pocket and pulled out the sum mentioned this is the time you lose flapp he said quietly another student was made stakeholder and each boy passed over his money by this time the race was well under way tom was still in the lead but jackson was close behind him with larry colby third and dick fourth go it tom you are sure to win shouted one of his friends don't know about that tom returned pantingly guess i started too hard and soon he began to drop behind jackson is ahead was the next cry major colby is a close second that is true but dick rover is crawling up so the cries went on until the big rock that was the turning point was gained jackson touched the rock first several seconds before either larry or dick came up it certainly looked as if lou flapp's crony had a good chance of winning told you he would win said flapp to powell the race isn't over yet answered somber briefly <laughs> do you think dick rover can catch jackson when he is five yards behind not quite as much as that flapp and he is gradually crawling up he won't make it i tell you perhaps he will i'll bet you five to one that he won't insisted the big boy i won't bet any more you're afraid sneered flapp again powell went down into his pocket and drew forth another dollar there you are he said to the stakeholder lou flapp had not expected this but he quickly covered the one dollar with a five feeling sure he was going to win you'll never see your two dollars again powell he said perhaps you'll never see your six again answered songbird 
and moved away to watch the race from another point along the island shore jackson was certainly swimming well although the terrific strain was beginning to tell upon him go it jackson roared lou flapp go it old money-bags money-bags was a signal among many of the cadets signifying that the speaker had bet money on the result betting at the academy was strictly prohibited but wagers were often made on the sly hearing this cry jackson renewed his struggles and for a few seconds held his lead but now dick rover was crawling up inch by inch he had passed tom who was left hopelessly in the rear and now he was pressing larry the major and the captain are tied see captain rover is crawling ahead swim jackson swim yelled lou flapp frantically you must win and pender took up the call and so did rockley again jackson did his best the finish of the race was now but twenty yards off go in and win dick came from larry colby i'm about used up and he let dick go ahead dick was almost as fresh as at the start and slowly but surely he kept gaining upon jackson until the two were not over two yards apart hurrah captain rover is crawling up don't give up jackson you can win out yet screamed lou flapp go it dick yelled sam go it i say the race is yours cheered by the last cry dick increased his stroke and in a second more he was alongside of jackson the latter made a side kick intending to catch dick in the stomach but the eldest rover was wise enough to keep out of his opponent's reach the kick made jackson lose ground and like a flash dick passed him dick rover is ahead see jackson is played out he can hardly take another stroke major colby is crawling up see he is passing jackson and here comes tom rover too wake up tom cried sam you can beat jackson yet at this cry tom did wake up and seeing jackson floundering around put on a final spurt and passed him dick rover has won the race and major colby is second and tom rover third poor jackson wasn't in it after all End of chapter sixteen